Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There's just no excuses if Kenny Pickett doesn't succeed as the Steelers starter. Welcome to the Steelers update from Penn Live, where we keep track of all things Steelers so you don't have to. This is John Lucy reporting. Kenny Pickett was considered the most pro-ready quarterback when the Steelers shocked the NFL and selected him at pick 20 in the 2022 NFL Draft. Now, Pickett must prove it. The pick product turned Steelers QB will be under immense pressure in his adopted hometown to start right out of the gate. Pickett's five years with Pitt and his advanced age, he'll be 24 next month, same as Chargers star Justin Herbert, means there is no luxury of time. Pickett can't be a project who's given a clipboard season on the sideline. If the Steelers wanted that, they should have selected Liberty's Malik Willis, who slid down the draft board to pick 86. The Steelers deemed Willis and even Cincinnati's Desmond Ritter, both with upsides supposedly much higher than Pickett's, as too risky a selection. But there's nothing more risky than spending a first-round draft pick on a quarterback, as the Steelers did. Pittsburgh selected the first quarterback taken in the draft for the first time since drafting Terry Bradshaw number one overall back in 1970. And the team wasn't done paving the way for Pickett's now expectedly speedy transition to the NFL. The Steelers proceeded to surround their rookie passer with two bold selections at wide receiver that could elevate the Steelers' offense into a game-breaking juggernaut. After going with the proven picket in round one, the Steelers swung for the fences by taking talented but troubled Georgia receiver George Pickens in round three and speedy Smurf Calvin Austin III of Memphis in the fourth round. The Steelers now boast a young and up-and-coming offensive lineup led by the likes of Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson, last year's number one pick running back Najee Harris, and Penn State product Pat Fryermuth at tight end. On paper, at least, these 2022 Steelers are now armed and dangerous on offense. And they need to be 
the AFC is loaded with prolific passers and passing attacks. The Steelers' own division is brutal when it comes to arm talent. Got Joe Burrow with the Bengals, Deshaun Watson now in Cleveland, and the always dangerous Lamar Jackson down in Charm City. Pickett and his likely Steelers backup, Mitch Trubisky, look like the odd arms out when it comes to this AFC North arms race. This is what Pickett is up against. Sure, the Steelers wrote him a Hollywood script of a career starter. He gets to go to the office in the same building where he logged his college career and broke Dan Marino's passing records at Pitt. No wonder Steelers Nation can't help itself from being swept up in this Steelers movie of a move. They're keeping it all in the family. They're keeping it all in Pittsburgh. But this only adds to the pressure on Pickett. The Steelers script for 2022 has been turned on its head. The first season without future Hall of Famer Ben Roethlisberger was looking like a transitional year. Mitch Trubisky was signed in free agency and brought in to be the quarterback caretaker who would be given a shot to take a longer claim on the Steelers' starting job. But in the time it took for Roger Goodell to utter Kenny Pickett's name up at the podium, everything changed in the Steelers' quarterback room. Pickett is now the odds-on fan and pundit favorite to start the season. Why else would the Steelers have drafted a soon-to-be 24-year-old with five years under his belt at Pitt? Hey, there isn't one. Pickett got picked because he was the most proven commodity at quarterback in this draft. The Steelers' familiarity with him bred incredible comfort in not only drafting him, but now turning over the keys to the revamped, reloaded Steelers' offense to him as well. Hey, and they're not handing over keys to a Dodge here either. This offense could be a Lamborghini, but only if Pickett doesn't grind the gears. Expectations in the 412 area code are skyrocketing in wake of the draft. Almost immediately, fans and pundits alike were penciling Pickett in as the week one Steelers starter. Less than a week after Pickett was picked, they're already talking playoffs in Pittsburgh. Playoffs? Yes, playoffs. The combination of a supposedly proven pro-ready picket and a pair of high-speed, lofty potential wideouts has Steelers Nation riding high once again. Here's hoping Kenny Pickett doesn't crash this shiny Steelers sports car of an offense. Hey, there are plenty of takes on this just-concluded Pittsburgh draft, as well as all the projections for the upcoming intriguing season that is about to unfold. And we have all the best ones in this pro-post-draft edition of your Steelers Update Podcast. Hey, and be sure to check out my print column first thing Thursday on Penn Live. As always, it will be packed with plenty of memes, bringing all the picket mania in Pittsburgh to life. Right now, let's get right to it. So with all that post-draft Steel City excitement comes pressure. Plenty of it. It's now a matter of whether Kenny Pickett can stand up to that pressure and deliver. 
it will be something to see and fun to watch. And boy, I can't wait to see those receivers. Pickett has to get them the ball. So what will this new Steelers offense be able to do? Here's Mark Caboli writing for The Athletic on how this new-look offense has been completely overhauled and remade in just two short years. Caboli writes this, quote, After the draft and last month's free agency period, the Steelers' projected starting lineup on offense to start the 2022 season will have only one starter from the 2020 opener in the Meadowlands against the Giants. That is Deontay Johnson and even his long-term future is in question. Chukwama Okafor didn't start that game, but he did for the rest of the year, unquote. So that's how fast this offense has turned over. It was a rebuild after all. And to lead the band on offense, the Steelers looked no further than the other side of their own facility and found their franchise QB in the form of fifth-year quarterback Kenny Pickett, soon to be age 24. The bottom line here is that the Steelers believe Pickett is seasoned, pro-ready, and prepared to start day one. And so does a rapturous Steelers nation believe this. But here's Caboli's take. Quote, you can chop up the Kenny Pickett situations any way you want, and it matters not. The Steelers felt good enough about the Pitt quarterback to make him the 20th pick in the draft even though it was less than two months after they said many of the same things about the free agent signing of Mitch Trubisky. Remember him? You can say that the Steelers reached for Pickett with the 20th pick and not be wrong. Then when the next quarterback wasn't taken for 54 picks, that makes you wonder why the Steelers had such a high grade on Pickett and the rest of the QBs fell so far. Well, it might have been a surprise, it wasn't to the Steelers. It was pretty much a slam dunk pick, and that was hammered home the next day when Pickett came to the facility for the first time as a Steeler. Pickett, in the Steelers' eyes, is a very mature quarterback who can contribute right away. After the Pickett pick, Tomlin said what was expected, and he didn't even come close to ordaining Pickett as the week one starter. But you don't use that kind of draft capital and talk openly about the impressive maturity of a rookie quarterback without having every intention of allowing him to start immediately. The good thing about the situation is that Trubisky is a very similar quarterback to Pickett. They do the same things well, so if Pickett does need extra time, then Trubisky could seamlessly fill that gap without altering the offense. But that's not what the Steelers want to happen, and that's not what Steelers fans expect to happen. Now, aside from who takes the week one snap, the biggest question is whether they'll keep Mason Rudolph around as the number three quarterback or save a whopping three million by moving on. Unquote. Hey, that's great food for thought there from Caboli. He sees it the way I do. Pick it as your week one starter, probably Rudolph traded away, maybe even as the season starts um, to, uh, you know, when a quarterback goes down. They're, the full fallout, in other words, from the picket pick has yet to play out. The biggest ramification will be whether Pickett plays on week one. It looks very much like the Steelers and their nation want him to. 
Anything less will be a disappointment, especially given the Steelers' confidence in the pit QB. Making Kenny Pickett's pro transition easier, the Steelers also loaded up on two very different but equally game-breaking wide receivers in this wide-out-rich draft. The nationwide reviews on the Steelers' pick at this position are raves. Pittsburgh has done it again, and they even managed to swipe the receiver that rival Ravens wanted in the fourth round. It couldn't get better than that. Once again, we have Mark Caboli on the Steelers' new offensive firepower. Quote, the Steelers want their receivers to be able to stretch the field, and that's what they got with George Pickens and Calvin Austin III to go along with Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool. The thought is that defenses won't be able to roll coverage to one side of the field repeatedly because of all their receivers can now make defenses pay down the field. That's the theory. Johnson is coming off a Pro Bowl season, and the Steelers added other potential weapons to the group with Gunnar Oswalski and Miles Boykin. The question mark comes with Claypool, who could move inside more this year. Even though he's had similar numbers in 2021 as he did in his rookie year, he didn't take that big leap in his second season. That will be critical to the success of this group in 2022. And of course, in first round RB Najee Harris and second round tight end Pat Fairmouth from last year's draft, the Steelers have a militia of young guns on this remade offense that could be downright dangerous all provided that Kenny Pickett is as pro-ready and prepared to step up as the Steelers believe he is. That's my take, okay? I mean, this is a downright dangerous offense, and they're loaded at these skill positions. But there are risks, and who better to assess those risks than the newly retired dean of Steelers beat writers, that being Ed Bouchette. And one of the final stories he penned for The Athletic was a look at fellow retiree Kevin Colbert and his final draft for the Steelers as the GM. Here's what the always insightful Bouchette had to say. Quote, the Steelers 2022 draft forever will be judged by Kenny Pickett's success or lack thereof. It won't matter as much what the others do unless George Pickens becomes the next John Stallworth or Leo, the defensive tackle, turns into Cameron Hayward, or any number of others drafted in the third day somehow become great. This whole draft seems to be a boom or bust for the Steelers for many different reasons, including the quarterback. Take George Pickens, who might be the most gifted wide receiver in the entire class. He tore his ACL 13 months ago, and while he returned to play in the Bulldogs' final four games, he wasn't the same. It remains to be seen how that might still affect him at the very least this year. Then there's the other stuff, the lack of maturity. He got into a fight in one game, drawing a suspension, and he sprayed water from a bottle on an opponent in another, drawing an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. He was a passenger in a car with a former Georgia teammate who was arrested on a misdemeanor, charge of reckless driving after an accident last week. Pickens was not wearing a seatbelt, but he escaped with only scratches. All told, childish stuff. Easily overlooked, 
especially with the kind of talent he has, but red flags keep fluttering around him. Now, throughout much of Colbert's career, the Steelers took players with more solid resumes. They drafted overachievers, not underachievers. They red-flagged injuries and immaturity. They drafted Cameron Hayward, T.J. Watt, Najee Harris, David DeCastro, Devin Bush. In past drafts, George Pickens might have been wiped off the Steelers' board, either because of his ACL injury or what some call his immaturity. Undersized defensive lineman Marvin Leal of Texas A&M never played up to his talent and was arrested for marijuana possession in Texas last December. He faded to the third round until the Steelers swooped in. This is not a knock on the team's 2022 draft, just pointing out that the Steelers went out of their comfort zone more than normal this year. They might just hit home runs with all of that potential. Or not. Hey, that's an interesting take from Bouchette. And it, it, it was kind of a, a, a tale of two drafts. The Steelers took the most proven quarterback in round one, and then they swung for the fences with potential in the subsequent rounds of this draft. Will it work? Only time and the on-field play of these players will tell. Meanwhile, both Colbert and Bouchette go out with a bang. Here's Bouchette's bottom line on this draft. Quote, don't knock Kevin Colbert for going for the boomer bus picks in his final draft, or for the Steelers being the only team to draft a quarterback in the first 73 picks. At least he went out swinging. Unquote. That he did, that he did, and that is all well and good. But Jerry Dulac, who also assesses the Steelers draft, and he's writing for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, points out how the picket pick also throws the Steelers post-Roethlisberger QB plans into turmoil. It was supposed to be the newly signed free agent Miss Trubisky as the 2022 starter. Now, Pickett will be a disappointment if he doesn't win the job. Here's Dulac on the now very, very unsettled Steelers QB situation. Quote, Part of the issue is whether the Steelers, a 9-7-1 team that had yet another embarrassing first-round playoff exit last season, really needed a quarterback to make them better in 2022 when they already made a move in free agency to sign Trubisky to challenge Mason Rudolph. In retrospect, did they really need a quarterback from an average draft class in which only one of the prospects was drafted before the third round? Who then was right in their evaluations, the Steelers or the rest of the NFL? Regardless what role Pickett will eventually assume in the offense, the reality of his arrival puts Trubisky in an awkward, tenuous position. Six weeks ago, Trubisky's signing in free agency was met with much hope and anticipation. A former number two overall pick looking to pull a Ryan Tannehill-like resurrection with the Steelers. Now, after one bad game, maybe even just one interception, all he'll hear is the fans crying for Pickett, unquote. Hey, great points by Dulac. I mean, Trubisky's head has to be spinning. But I think he's giving Pittsburgh fans patience the benefit of the doubt. I believe Steelers Nation will be clamoring for Pickett to start in training camp, if not sooner. They want the hometown college kid under center for their pro team to start this season. That is the Steelers Nation expectation. 
Now, of course, the draft debate will rage on, but there's one thing everyone in the 412 area code can agree on, and that is the Steelers screwing the Ravens. Hey, this brings us to the most delicious moment of the draft. It came late in the fourth round as the Ravens were eyeing a receiver after trading away Hollywood Brown, prompting Lamar Jackson to share his chagrin on Twitter about that move. Writer Peter King was inside the Ravens draft room and writes this about those Blackbirds suffering a serious case of Steelers envy as Pittsburgh was on the clock at pick 138. That was one selection ahead of those Ravens. King writes this, quote, a middle round receiver, Calvin Austin III of Memphis, a smurfy guy who runs a 4.33240, was Baltimore's target here. Guess who else runs a 4.32? Hollywood Brown. Though Austin's a small guy, he was durable at Memphis, playing 49 games in four years and averaging 16.3 yards per catch. Baltimore's not a deep-throwing team, thus Brown's frustration leading to his trade request and the trade to Arizona. But the Ravens could use speed and depth. Austin wasn't a must-have, but he was the next target. He was Baltimore's guy. Then, over the tinny speaker came the news that the Steelers were picking wide receiver Calvin Austin, Memphis. Gotta be kidding me, someone blurted out as the Ravens began to process it. Now the Ravens were on the clock, and no one in the draft room loved their option, unquote. Hey, great inside stuff from King, and it's always loved to see the Steelers eating the Ravens' lunch. Hey, and believe me, the Ravens, they draft great, and they have had some great draft over the years. And they had four, count of four picks in the fourth round. But somehow, they managed to miss on their wide receiver. Ouch. I mean, that is an ouch. And if Austin is what the Steelers think he is, the team in purple will be reminded of this blunder twice a year for years to come. I love it. But do we love the Steelers draft? Hey, it's a fool's errand judging the picks before any of these guys even practice yet. They say it takes three seasons minimum to truly judge an NFL draft. But based on the combination of comfort and swinging for the fences that the Steelers brought to their board, it will be very exciting to see how all these picks pan out. And of course, it all begins and maybe ends, let's hope not, with Kenny Pickett. He captured the Steelers' confidence at pick 20. Now he must reward that confidence by claiming the starting quarterback position this summer and then not letting it go for the next 10 to 15 years. Wouldn't that be a dream only possible in Pittsburgh? Well, hey, we're not dreaming here. We will continue with our cold-eyed assessment of the 2022 Steelers as the team takes true shape in minicamp, then back to Latro, Pennsylvania this July. I cannot wait. And you can follow it all right here. Download the Steelers. Podcast from Penn Live every Wednesday afternoon. And, you know, just sign up wherever you get your podcast so you get it automatically. And of course, log on to pennlive.com anytime for your real time Steelers news.